Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. At ways to get dangerous drivers off the streets. I'm Ian Kramer. One Maryland County is hoping to build a 24-7 mental health facility. I'm Alicia Abelson. And in sports, Maryland beat Michigan and the commanders are heading to Dallas. It's 3 o'clock. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. It is just miserable in Florida and will be for some time, says CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. Since Ian made landfall, more than 4,000 people have been rescued from flooded neighborhoods or the barrier islands, like Sanibel, which remains inaccessible, and Fort Myers Beach, where destruction is visible for miles. Long lines are forming at food and water distribution sites. The death toll in Florida from Ian seven. At least four were killed in North Carolina, and we've learned that President Biden and the First Lady will travel to Florida on Wednesday. After doing damage in Florida, Ian headed for the Carolinas, where cleanup is also underway. CBS's Michael George is in Myrtle Beach. The Category 1 hurricane was powerful enough to tear four piers on the coastline apart and batter a historic warship docked on the coast. In Myrtle Beach, firefighters rescued apartment residents trapped by floodwater. It got really bad. We thought we could just, you know. Ride it out. And what happened? That generator started smoking. And the water started rising? Yeah. The flooding damaged neighborhoods up and down the state, and crews are working to restore power to tens of thousands of homes. There's been another battlefield victory for Ukrainian troops. CBS's Charlie Dankata is in Ukraine. Ukrainian troops raised the flag on the outskirts of Lehman, claiming to recapture the strategically important city in Donbass, the very region Putin now calls his own. In fact, not one of the territories is under full Russian control. Frustrated on the front lines, the Russian military has taken aim at civilian targets. An Iranian-American imprisoned in Iran on espionage-related charges that the U.S. says are baseless, as well as his son, have been temporarily released from prison. Details from CBS's Christina Rafini. The Iranian government has temporarily released two U.S. citizens, Bakr Namazi and his son Shiamas, from prison. Bakr's 85 and after six years in detention is going to be allowed to leave the country for medical treatment. His son has been released to stay with family in Tehran. Now, the exact conditions of that release are unclear. Now, this is good news, of course, for these men and their families, but also for the Biden administration, which has been under increasing pressure to secure the release of detained Americans in Russia and elsewhere around the world. And Venezuela's government has freed seven Americans imprisoned in the South American country in exchange for the release of two nephews of President Nicolas Maduro's wife. Among the Americans are five oil executives who've been imprisoned for almost five years in Venezuela. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. It's 3.03 Sunday, October 2nd, 2022. The high today, 61. Good 
morning. I'm Stephanie Gaines Bryant. The top local stories we're following this hour. It was 20 years ago today. The Beltway snipers began their string of shootings. By the time it ended, 10 people were killed and three injured. For three weeks, people were scared to go shopping or get gas because in everyday tasks like these, people were being killed. If you lived here, in Montgomery County or in the region, you felt victimized. Montgomery County State's Attorney John McCarthy was a deputy state's attorney then when he came upon the first killing, that of 55-year-old James Martin in Wheaton. I was intimately involved in it from the first instance, having almost basically stumbled on it on my way to dinner. McCarthy became legal advisor to the Sniper Task Force. John Allen Muhammad and Lee Boyd Melville were captured on October 24th. Muhammad sentenced to death and executed in 2009. Malvo is currently serving four life terms. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Two failed burglary attempts in Howard County leads to the arrest of nine men, and there could be more. County police say two separate groups targeted high-value homes in May and September. The May burglary saw $18,000 worth of jewelry stolen from a home, this on Skaggsville Road in Laurel. September, six of the nine men connected to an attempted burglary in Highland, just off Clarksville Pike. The men are from New York and Florida. Authorities believe they may be connected to more crimes. The burglary is part of an increased trend involving high-value homes across the country. Ralph Fox, WTOP News. One man is dead after a shooting in Northeast D.C. on Saturday night. D.C. police say it happened around 8.30 yesterday on Adams Street Northeast, part of the residential Brentwood neighborhood located between Rhode Island Avenue and New York Avenue in Northeast. The shooting occurred in a back alley in the 1300 block of Adams Street. The victim was transported to an area hospital where he died. D.C. police do not currently have information about a suspect. A homicide investigation is underway. An area politician hopes a new proposal will reduce the number of dangerous drivers in the district. The proposal would authorize the district to boot or impound any car that has three tickets for speeding more than 25 miles an hour over the speed limit, five moving violation tickets, or tickets for running a red light. And it doesn't matter if the tickets are paid. Councilwoman Alyssa Silverman wants to get reckless drivers off the road, she says, until their behaviors change. Car owners get their car back if they take a restorative, justice-based driver's ed class. That class, she says, would be in a small group session where drivers learn how their dangerous behaviors behind the wheel put others at risk. You won't be able to just pay the fine. You would have to take the course to get your car. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. Montgomery County is hoping to build a center to help people experiencing a mental health crisis. A restoration center is a mental health facility for people to go to when they're having a behavioral or mental health crisis. The one in Montgomery County will be open 24-7, 365, and it will house a triage center, crisis stabilization, and resource referrals. It will also be staffed with nurses, licensed mental health, and addiction specialists. Montgomery County hopes the restoration center will prevent people going through a mental or behavioral crisis from ending up in the emergency room or jail. County officials will come together for a community meeting Thursday to provide updates and answer questions. The meeting will be hosted at 7 p.m. in the County Council Office building and a Zoom link will be available for anyone hoping to attend virtually. Alicia Abelson, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, we'll tell you why people at the food court at Arundel Mills Mall scattered. It's 3.07.
SaverKids.org. Your car, running or not, could be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Go to CarsForKids.org today. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. The average home sells for over the asking price, and with Orchard's win-win program, you can win twice. Here's how. Win number one. Orchard can make you a guaranteed cash offer for your home. Next, Orchard handles the sale of your old home, including upgrades, listing, and showing. Win number two. Orchard not only guarantees the sale of your home, when it sells for more than your cash offer, you keep the extra. You win again. Get a no-cost, no obligation offer at orchard.com orchard.com it's 308 slow or clogged drains call michael and son and get 100 off a train cleaning today Traffic and weather on the 8th to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Capitol Beltway in Virginia, the outer loop crash after the Capitol Beltway, or after I-95, I should say, heading toward Van Doren Street. That now on the shoulder left and out of your way. But with caution because there's a lot of road spray and even some indications of some ground fog here and there because of all the moisture and the colder temperatures. That's what fog comes from, folks, and that may cause you to lose even more visibility than you already have. Extra caution this morning. Low beam headlights if you encounter the fog and back off your following distance and less speed. Let's get there in one piece. Virginia otherwise is in good shape. The ride on 66 uneventful between Haymarket and the Capitol Beltway. No overnight work because of the beastly weather. In Maryland, they were looking for a crash 95 southbound. I believe it's going to be on the service road for the Intercati Connector. Exit 31 with caution. It was supposed to be on the ramp to go west on the ICC. 270 northbound. The spin-out crash near Clarksburg was on the left side. Haven't had an update there in a while. We had crash activity in Charles County. It's Bensville Road at Marshall Corner Road. Had one flip over. Unclear what remains in the roadway there. Across the Bay Bridge, we still got wind warnings in effect. Extra caution for high-profile vehicles and for motorcycles. Otherwise, all lanes available and passable with caution. On the district side, on the freeway, no reported delays. We had a long-standing crash outbound on Pennsylvania Avenue near Minnesota Avenue Southeast and 25th Street Southeast with caution for what may remain there. Had some issues getting through DuPont Circle as well. Caller found the intersection of Connecticut Avenue at M, like Mike Street, Blocked for reasons yet to be made clear to us. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Steve Prince of Valley. Showers drizzle, areas of fog continue during your early part of Sunday morning. Temperatures starting in the 50s. We stay in the 50s later Sunday with periods of rain, breezy, cool. Temperatures on Monday also in the upper 50s with some more rain. Stubborn clouds, leftover showers on Tuesday, lower 60s. Wednesday, we finally get out of it with some sunshine, a very pleasant afternoon, upper 60s to near 70. Just a friendly reminder, there could be some coastal flooding early on this Sunday. So if you live along one of those areas of the tidal Potomac, the northern neck of Virginia, southern Maryland. Watch for that and stay safe. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Steve Prince of Valley. 62 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 3:11. The sound of gunshots sent people into a panic yesterday afternoon at Arundel Mills Mall in Han- Hanover. In a tweet, and Arundel County police say video footage revealed that a male accidentally fired the gun in the food court, but no one was injured. Officials are still investigating. 
A suspicious death in Anne Arundel County this past week is now being investigated as a homicide. It all started late Tuesday night when Anne Arundel County police responded to a car fire. Late Tuesday off of Brockbridge Road, north of Route 198 near the Howard County line. A person's charred body was discovered in the backseat of the burned-out vehicle. When first responders arrived, the fire had done too much damage to determine a cause of death or even the type of car that had been burned. Now an autopsy by the Office of the Chief Medical Examiner in Baltimore says the victim died from a gunshot wound before being burned. Anne Arundel County Police say they still don't know the age, gender, or race of the victim. They're asking the community's help to determine what happened. Now that it's October, there are several new laws taking effect in both Maryland and D.C. The legal age to get married in Maryland has increased by two years. The minimum age used to be 15, but now it's 17, and those minors will only be allowed to get hitched if they have the permission of each living parent or guardian. They can also petition a court. New driving laws are also in effect in Maryland. The driver on a rural interstate is traveling slower than the general speed of traffic. They are now required to be in the right-hand lane. And in D.C., the city will now ban companies from using non-compete agreements with employees earning less than 150000 or if you're a doctor, $250,000, makes exceptions for employees that could share confidential info. Luke Luger, WTOP News. The glitch in Maryland's 529 college savings plan is still not resolved. So when will families be able to get their money? It could be sometime this month. Anthony Savia, the head of the Maryland Prepaid College Trust and College Investment Plan, tells Maryland Matters his team has made significant progress to fix an error on how interest for trusted accounts holders is calculated, but he declined to commit to a date certain for resolving the issue completely. Accounts are being corrected manually. That process could be wrapped up sometime this month. Parents have been unable to tap all of the funds they have accrued in the trust. Plan officials say they froze the interest portion of families' funds because they encountered an issue as they transitioned from one vendor to another. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Coming up, Maryland beats Michigan State 27-13, to and the commanders are facing the Cowboys in Dallas. Frank Hanrahan has more coming up in sports. 314. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. After spending years in foster care, Lexi worried that she and her brother were too old to be adopted. Thankfully, the siblings were adopted with help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. I love teenagers. To see how brave Lexi was and how she opened herself up to being in a family, all of a sudden, she's holding my hand and calling me mom. It was really special. Every child, no matter their age, deserves to grow up in a safe, permanent home. Children at every age experience challenges. Teenagers are more complex than young children, but in the best ways. You're never too old for family. Learn how you can help children still waiting to be adopted from foster care at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now to Frank Hanrahan. 
Maryland football statement win on Saturday, knocking off Michigan State 27-13 in College Park. Terps scored two touchdowns on their first two drives. Terps coach Mike Lashley. To start fast, that was part of our goal. You know, when a team comes in like Michigan State, who, you know, were basically circling the wagons, uh, we knew we needed to start fast to kind of take the air out of them, and, and I like the way we responded on offense. Maryland's now 4-1 and one on the season. Air Force edging Navy 13-10. Virginia Tech falls at North Carolina 41-10. Virginia was a loser at Duke. Howard falls to Yale, and Georgetown dropped one to Fordham. The Nationals split uh, a day-night doubleheader with the Philadelphia Phillies. Nightcap, it was all Phillies, 8-2. to two. Tommy Romero got the start for the Nationals. He served up five homers in the loss. First game of the day, Nats beat Philadelphia 13-4. Joey Manessis, solo homer. He had four RBIs. Luke Voigt had a two-run homer. Luis Garcia, five RBIs. Annabelle Sanchez finally got the win. They'll wrap up the series Sunday at Nats Park. Yankees beat the O's 8-zip in New York. D.C. United Falls to Montreal, 1-zip in MLS play. Washington Spirit drops 2-1 to to Houston, a loss at Audi Field. And the Capitals fall to Columbus 2-1 to in preseason hockey. Frank Hanran, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following for you on WTOP. Search and rescue efforts are continuing today in Florida, where Hurricane Ian's death toll has risen to at least 70. Fort Myers in Sanibel Island took the brunt of the Category 4 storm, while authorities in South Carolina are continuing to assess damage from its strike there. Russia says it has withdrawn its troops from the once occupied city of Lyman as Ukrainians as Ukraine's rather eastern counteroffensive recaptures more territory. This news comes only a day after President Vladimir Putin signed accession treaties for three regions of the eastern European country. Venezuela freed seven imprisoned Americans on Saturday in exchange for the United States releasing two nephews of President Nicolas Maduro's wife, who were jailed for years on narcotics convictions. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. It's 317. Get ready to spend more to heat your home this winter. Think you paid a lot to heat your home last year? Brace yourself. According to a forecast by the National Energy Assistance Directors Association, homeowners already battling inflation costs will have to add heating to that list. And Association Director Mark Wolf says that's whether you use natural gas, oil, or electric heat. All fuels are going up, and that's what we're worried about. So across the board, we think that prices go up about 17%, and that assumes a normal winter. He says some families may find themselves paying 10 to 15% of their budget on heating costs. Of course, it hits lower to middle-income families hardest because energy use is not proportional to income. Sandy Kozell, WTOP News. Traffic and weather on the 8s to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Getting more and more reports of ground fog and that misty fog kind of makes me homesick for the northwest. But it is uh, pretty pervasive throughout much of the area. The ride from Tyson's back into the district apparently is getting kind of moist and a little hard to see, if I'm honest. Extra caution. And again, if you run into that thick mist and fog, low beam headlights are your friend. High beams don't help you at all. Low beam headlights are your friends when you run into that. And again, that's going to mean extra slippery conditions as well. 
on the Capitol Beltway. Just getting this word, updating our crash on the outer loop near Van Dorn. It's gone. It's been cleared, and travel lanes have been reopened. The rest of the Beltway between McLean and Alexandria, issue-free, 95 and 395. As far south as Redricksburg, doing very well. 66 as far west as Haymarket in the clear with no overnight work zone schedule because of this gosh awful weather on the maryland side on the capitol beltway through montgomery and prince george's counties we are fine 270 between frederick and the lane divide a little curious around clarksburg caller had earlier found a spin out crash northbound after clarksburg exit exit 18 it was over on the left side now maryland state authorities say you've got something uh, southbound in roughly the same spot over on the left side blocking the left shoulder unclear whether these two situations are related 95 southbound of the service road for the ICC, Maryland Route 200, exit 31. With caution, they'd been looking for a crash. Don't know if they ever found one. And in Charles County, still waiting for an all-clear on our crash, Bensville Road at Marshall Corner Road, following police direction to get around what may remain in the roadway. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Steve Prince of Valley. Early on this Sunday, showers, drizzle, areas of fog. We start in the 50s. By the afternoon, we stay in the 50s with periods of rain, breezy, cool. Very early on the Sunday, watch for some coastal flooding along the areas of the shoreline of southern Maryland, the tidal Potomac, the northern neck of Virginia, for instance. Monday, lingering rain, breezy, cool, upper 50s, stubborn clouds, leftover showers on Tuesday. We're in the lower 60s. Finally, a great day on Wednesday, though. Sunshine, thanks to high pressure, temperatures, upper 60s, inner 70. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Steve Prince of Valley. 62 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up, a new poll says that it might be a landslide in the Maryland governor's race. It's 321. Children in poverty, each one unique, each one full of dreams. They're our hope, our future. They're the reason Children International exists. And even when the whole world changed, the things that mattered most to us stayed the same. Giving children the tools they need to set their own goals and create futures free from poverty. I have enough healthy food. I'm learning every day. I'm healthy and strong. We've developed new ways to reach children and families in poverty during these vulnerable times, ensuring they have access to health care, education, life skills, and more, so they can achieve their dreams. Learn more about Children International and join us at children.org slash help today. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. WTOP News. It's 322. We're just over a month away from Election Day, but a new poll shows the race for governor in Maryland could be headed for a landslide. A new Washington Post University of Maryland poll 
finds Democrat Wes Moore leads Republican Dan Cox by a 60 to 28 point margin with 9% of respondents responders rather still undecided. After current Republican governor Larry Hogan won two terms by winning over enough moderate Democrats, this survey suggests that 22% of registered Republicans intend to cross over and vote for more. The poll surveyed more than 800 registered voters. It has a margin of error of plus or minus four percentage points. Five of the 11 members of Prince George's County's new Police Accountability Board will be chosen by the county council. More than a dozen candidates for those spots got to pitch themselves to the council last week. Many of the candidates had a history with police departments. I retired as a police captain. Served in the capacity of a police officer. I have 20 plus years of public safety experience. Whether as cops or otherwise. My first encounter where the Prince George's County police officer was born out of negativity. I am a returning citizen who has found his way. But all 17 candidates who spoke said they wanted to make a difference in their community. But it's a passion that I have. I want to live in and help create a Prince George's County that distinguishes between guilt and shame. Later this fall, the council will meet in executive session to discuss these candidates and choose their five members of the board. John Doman, WTOP News. Learn more about the candidates on WTOP.com. There's a new pilot program in the district aimed at ending family homelessness. The Career Mobility Act plan will provide $25 million to assist families transitioning out of homelessness by providing $10,000 in cash payments. It'll also help out with rent and career support. Now, the program was initially intended to help 300 families, but after receiving 1,500 applications, the district doubled that number to 600 families. Mayor Muriel Bowser says the goal is to assist families who risk losing benefits after taking higher-paying jobs. This program, she says, will help fill that gap. Families will be selected through a lottery process. The first 300 will be enrolled this month. The second group of 300 will be enrolled next year. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Money news at 25 and 55. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. If your supermarket didn't have them before the pandemic, it probably does now. Self-checkout stations with one clerk in charge to help iron out problems. But a new problem has arisen. When we talk to retailers, they're really concerned about the amount of theft. Food industry analyst Phil Lempert, editor of SupermarketGuru.com, says they were put in to help deal with the shortage of labor. People who used to use them just for a few items aren't as common. Now you've got people that are taking a full shopping cart. So it's much easier for them to be able to steal. He says there is new technology that could solve the problem. Instacart has just piloted a new shopping cart that has not only a touchscreen on it, but the credit card reader right built into the handle. But the consumer, he says, generally wants human interaction when checking out. So he's predicting this. We're starting to see more supermarkets push for ordering online and curbside pickup. There, there's really no theft involved. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. Coming up after traffic and weather, Florida attempts to rebuild after Hurricane Ian. It's 326. For nine years, a man terrorized women across the D.C. region. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me 